Hello, hello. My name is Carla and Restoring Healthy Mindsets is my thing. And welcome to the Becoming Her podcast. And today we have a special guest uh, who is honestly super bright, lighthearted and genuinely happy. She glows from inside out. And today she's going to be sharing her secrets on leveling up with us. Please welcome Kim Peretz. Hey, girl. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you did. Okay. I was like, I was waiting for you to say. I was like, is she gonna say it right? Because sometimes we're butchering it. But no, you did it right. Um, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun, and honestly, this is so cool being on the interview side of the podcast because I'm so used to being the host of my own podcast. So I'm really loving it. <laughs> right. It's like a different perspective. I know whenever someone asks me to be on their podcast, I'm like so tempted to ask them a million questions. But then I remember, oh, wait, I'm the guest. I have to kind of speak. Yeah. I have to speak today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so first of all, let's go ahead and address the main that I like answered this this uh, recording with this phrase. But I have to ask you, how many times do you get told that you look and sound like Emma Chamberlain? <laughs> A lot. a lot of my TikTok comments are that I look like Emma Chamberlain. And first of all, like I love Emma Chamberlain. I think she's such a cool person. I love her content. She's super inspiring. So I take it as a big compliment. Um, I don't know. I asked a lot of my friends and like my family members if I look like her and they don't think that I look like her. I'm not sure if we like stood next to each other, we would look that alike. But I also see the resemblance. We have similar features like the eyes and the brown hair so I like it I'm like she's amazing thank you for the compliment (laughs) no I think because you know what it's so funny when I was when I knew that I was gonna have you on on the show or on the podcast I was like okay I have to I just have to like put them side by side I honestly think that um I I see I think you guys give a little bit of the same energy where you're just genuine but also your similar features and you're tone of voice of peace I think that's like because I I honestly really like Emma Chamberlain as well um and I was like oh my gosh this girl sounds like looks like but I think this girl is like the real deal because I think that Emma has a lot of um you could tell that she just like struggles in general and you have that's like something that makes you so powerful of like I know what I'm battling with and I know how to handle my battles, which sets you apart from like, obviously Emma, but I did have to address it. I'm like, how many times you get told because you guys could literally, she could be like your doppelganger. I don't know. <laughs> she can maybe, she can maybe tell you like, Hey, I can't be a two please at once, but um, you look like me. You should come, you should come to, the, to the Met Gala. <laughs> no, she's super awesome. I love her. She's got really great energy. And I think I think she has helped a lot of people through her content. She's like a very special person. So honestly, like I get told I look like a lot of people. I got told that I look like the Olsen twins, Um, (laughs) like some actors and actresses from like, I don't know. There was one actress that they told me I look like from like Lord of the Rings. Is that the show? I don't know. I don't know what her name is, but I, I guess it's just like always in my TikTok comments that I look like someone um but like the fact that I look like Emma is like a big one but I love it I take it as a compliment because I think she's super beautiful inside and out (laughs) yeah she is I I I really like her too she got me through some dark times as well like we're just watching Emma Chamberlain stuff and it sucks because we don't get to see the old Emma but you know what she is glowing she is leveling up just how we are leveling up and um she's very inspiring so I guess like I said it's it's a compliment but that's gonna be Mock my words. It's going to be the first and last time I ever mention it because I know that it can get very repetitive and kind of <laughs> annoying because you are your own person. So I want to end it with that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, what motivated you to start talking about mindset, leveling up, and spirituality? Good question. I think for me, I started talking on TikTok and sharing content mm-hmm. in the midst of my own health self-love little crisis I guess Mm -hmm. because I remember I started posting on TikTok around a year ago like I actually think it was a year ago maybe Mm -hmm. a little over like in March 2022 and that was 2022 was a big year of changes shifts and just a lot of big like lessons on rejection and health and wellness and things like that in my life. That was like a common theme. Mm -hmm. And 
March 2022 and April 22 was like one of the hardest months of my life. Like I was going through a really hard breakup at the time. I was Mm -hmm. battling um, with an eating disorder with Mm -hmm. cystic acne and just like an unbalanced cycle. Like I was having a lot of health issues at the time, both like emotionally and physically. And a part of me like really, really wanted to heal. Like I was ready. I didn't know what it was going to take. I was always very spiritual and like mindset oriented, but that was a very like dark night of the soul year for me. And Mm -hmm. so I just started sharing content as a way to help me inspire me. And Mm -hmm. honestly, like I still look at my content to this day, like I'll have days where I'm feeling low or I'm feeling insecure or I'm overthinking or something like that. And I'll literally go on my TikTok and I'll watch my own videos because it's like, yeah, it's like a digital diary of my Mm -hmm. highest version of me. And so all the videos that I put out, I wanted it to be a source of inspiration for me. And in a way that ended up not only like healing me, but it changed my life. And now Mm -hmm. a year later, it's like a full circle moment that I can reflect on all the hard times and the challenges and the obstacles. And I can look at it now from a wider scope and I can say, wow, I needed to go through that so that I can get to where I am today. Because if I didn't have those specific struggles and challenges Mm -hmm. and heartbreaks and rejections, I probably wouldn't have started posting content and posting content has completely shifted my entire life. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. And that's so funny you say that because I did the same thing. So that's so, and that's so hilarious. I started doing that as well recently. I think these last couple of two weeks of not, not necessarily, and it's not just even when you're feeling down, it's just like when you need that reminder, that little nudge of like, who am I? And so what I started doing, I started literally just putting on a playlist on my TikTok and showering with that playlist. And I'm like, oh, I said this good. And I'm like washing my hair. And I'm just like, yes, I agree. (laughs) And it's so funny because then I get re-inspired and I'm like, oh, I could say this a different way. Okay, I've already addressed those problems. Let me go ahead and address this next. And it's also very like refreshing to know that you yourself have created you know how you said it's a digital diary and I think that um it's a great reminder and it's something very well to have and my friend actually my one of my best friends she's like the thing is with your content it's like I know you're doing it for you you just got you know I know that you're doing it for you and you're doing it of like showing and opening up your life and showing people a little bit of who you are and I think it's so funny because I know you and I'm sure that um being on the receiving end it's very interesting but I know that at the end of the day that you do all of this for you and it's so fun that I get to see that side of you as well and I'm just like you know what that's so funny I do do it for me and if a lot of people think that we do it for the attention or maybe for like you know the likes the views the follows but in reality I think it all starts with us with wanting to do something for us so I think that's so funny that you say that that like brought insight to the same thing that I do that's awesome and where do you see yourself uh being in the next year with your community like where do you think this is going to lead you or where do you want to be I definitely want to answer that question I just want to touch on what you said and say that I definitely think most of the creators that I personally know on TikTok that I have like been able to build an audience that is consistent and loyal and just a good audience online they all when I look and reflect on their content, they all have the same overarching purpose that they're creating content that truly inspires them. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to like say that for anyone listening who maybe wants to start posting content and building a community online, you have to be very intentional and Mm -hmm. have a why for why you're posting content. Mm -hmm. Because if the reason that you're creating content is to get famous and like get likes and views that's not going to last. And also Mm -hmm. you're not going to last making the content Mm -hmm. because content creation takes consistency and motivation, but you're not going to be motivated. Like most of the time, like some days, Mm -hmm. just like going to the gym, you're not going to be motivated to go to the gym every day, but Mm -hmm. consistent about it. And the same thing goes for content. So if you have a strong why behind why you're creating the content, that'll take you far in consistency. But if you're wise, I want to get likes and followers, you're not going to have enough inspiration or motivation to create the content. Mm. Yep. Say that again for the people in the back. And <laughs> I think that that's why, and you know what, you, 
that's why I bring very I'm very intentional with the people that I bring in because even online I'm very intuitive I can tell you very quick this person copied this person this person inspired by this person this person doesn't really mean what they say they're just doing it because I could tell right away like I'm very quick that's why I was like I need to get this girl on here because she (laughs) is intentional she is living it up she's leveling up and she's taking us through the journey with her and I want my community to know and just learn from her because she went from how you were saying how you were struggling literally I think in almost every aspect of like with your relationship of even physically your eating disorder you were struggling so much and I'm sure that there's so many people out there as well going are where you were a year ago in you know March April that need to hear the need to hear what you're about to share with us. So I'm super excited to, you know, have you on here again. Like I, I'm ready. <laughs> no, thank you so much. And that reminds me, one of my favorite quotes is I don't want to butcher it, but it's something on the line of like, your struggles today will become the success story and the survival guide for somebody else tomorrow. And I think that like took me down my entire path. Like that quote was the motivator behind so many things that I do whenever I, because obviously it's life. You're still going to have challenges. I would be lying and inauthentic if I went on here and was like, yeah, I manifested like my dream reality and every single aspect of my life is perfect because it's just not like life Mm -hmm. is about learning. You're constantly evolving and growing. And obviously like I still have my own challenges in life, but I think realizing that you go through things for a reason and that life is ultimately working in your favor and instead of like seeing life as it's oh it's working against me and it's working for me Mm -hmm. it brings you such a deep sense of purpose and to answer like your question that you earlier asked of where I see myself in the next year I would say just like continuing to make content growing my community and really honing down of what my purpose is as a content creator online, because I think you maybe relate to this, but so many of us, like, it's like, you can't put us in a box. You know, when mm-hmm. people are like, have a niche, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that's like, don't have a niche, be you, be authentic. And that's how you build an audience. And mm-hmm. so I think we all are just like multidimensional. Like we have all these passions and things like you talk a lot about like relationships and dating and things like that. But maybe there's like other passions that you like talking about that maybe you talk less about on your content, but it's still relevant. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, it's all about honing who I want to be online and how can I best serve other people? Because that's ultimately what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to serve and empower other people specifically women Mm -hmm. yeah no I agree and I and you know what it's so funny you say that because I'm currently in that no I don't want to say struggle but I get frustrated because like I don't just want to talk about relationships or how to make them obsessed like that's not like yes it's nice it's nice to have and it's like awesome you know little tips here and there but the reality is I'm very passionate about building up women just in general mm-hmm. and talking about character because if it all starts with self-worth, knowing your worth, knowing what your value is, and then figuring out your purpose from that value. Because once you kind of, not kind of, once you have your value, you understand what you were meant to do, your purpose, you're able to be intentional with the people you allow into your life. So romantic relationships won't be something like out of the out of the norm, it'll just be an added part of your life. It's not going to take over all your life. And I feel like a lot of people, when they see my content, they're like, Oh, my gosh, her man is like her only, like, I don't know, the only importance in her life. But that's not true. It took a lot of work for me to be able to get to where I am, not just with my romantic relationship. That's just an add-on. A lot of the stuff that I've been working on, it's because I've been reading. It's because I've been, I had to go through those sacrifices and humble, humble myself to get to where I am. And now the decisions that I make are intentional, but also uh, like how you were, how you were saying before. Um, it's a it's a work in progress. It's just a work in progress. And I want to bring up a quote that I that I'm recently reading from a from a book. It reminded me of what you just said. Of, um, and it's called the book is called As a Man Thinketh. So it's the quote is action is a blossom of thought and joy and suffering are its fruits. So basically, what I 
like understood from that is a lot of the things that we go through and a lot of things that we do it's from what's inside and that's what I really want to bring forth of with like content of it's things are not just randomly happening to you things are happening to you for a literal reason because it might have been something that you are attracting and it's time to be accountable with ourselves and just fix it and work on it and I really wish I could you know bring that side of me on TikTok but it's just I feel like my community is not ready yet <laughs> and yeah it, oh goodness no and, no I get it I get it yeah and and um moving I guess like my next question would be let's talk about one of your popular videos uh the angel energy effect uh what is it and how can you get it how can you attain it yes Ooh, I love talking about this so <laughs> A lot recently in my life, um, I get told that I have angel energy, like that I just like radiate angel energy. And I want to preface this by saying like that video went viral and like got so many views and so many comments. And most of the comments were very positive. And like, as you know, you're a big creator too. Like there's always going to be the people that are triggered by what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And I think like it comes to a point where when you're creating content, it's like, you develop thick skin about it and Mm -hmm. I personally like don't respond to those comments most of the time because I don't want to give it my energy Mm -hmm. but some of the comments were saying like oh you just look like an angel when and I'll explain like what the video is but some Mm -hmm. of the comments that were like doubting the method and like the meditation they were saying oh you just look like an angel so like it comes naturally to you Mm -hmm. but I swear, like, if you looked at me a year and a half ago and, like, how I looked and, like, the energy that I was radiating and how I, like, lost all the sparks in my eyes versus Mm -hmm. now, I I don't think that anybody would actually say that to me. But Mm -hmm. basically in that video, I was talking about the angel energy effect, which is basically how you protect your energy in a way that is substantial and also how you are able to kind of like change your vibration in an instance from Mm -hmm. a mindfulness practice and then radiate a different energy outwards so I was talking about I actually have an angel energy meditation that people can purchase in my stand store that I created Mm -hmm. specifically for this but I was talking about in the video how you before you go anywhere you envision yourself covering up your entire auric field with a white bubble of light mm-hmm. and this white bubble of light acts as a protective shield because you're covering up your field so you're putting up this white bubble and then the affirmation that i told people to say like when they're visualizing this it's like a 2 minute practice is I don't remember the exact thing I said in the video, honestly, but it's like, I now release any energy that is less than love. And I only allow energy of my highest good to come within. I think that's the affirmation I said, but I could have butchered one word in it. But basically, that's like an affirmation that I always say wherever I go along that line is like, I release any energies that are less than love. And I only welcome Mm -hmm. an energy of my highest good. And what exactly does that mean? It means that you are setting a boundary, like whether Mm -hmm. you're, Mm -hmm. you know it or not, like that is setting some form of boundary and it's setting an intention out into the world that you're only allowing this radiant energy to come to you. And when you are doing this practice, this visualization, whether you believe it to be like true and you believe in energy and all that, or you don't, and you think it's woo woo, it works (laughs) regardless in the way that you start to carry yourself. Your mm-hmm. energy starts to shift. You become magnetic. Mm-hmm. And it's because you took time out of your day to center your energy field. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's really interesting like how many people I think needed to hear that video because honestly, this is also really good practice if you're an empath, if you're someone who's very hypersensitive or someone with anxious attachment style or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. a really great practice that any person can do from anywhere just like with themselves that I think is just it's so it's such a mindfulness practice mm-hmm. that it's just changed my life like wherever I go now before I leave the house before I enter a room I just always say the affirmation I just envision that white bubble of light and I swear it is so powerful I don't know how to explain the metaphysics behind it 
but it works. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I understand that. And later on through the through the questions I have, I'm good. We're going to talk about the books that you were talking about as well. That's one thing that I that I liked as well. That a lot of these these things that you're sharing, they're based on physics. I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that. It's yeah. based on quantum realm and physics and it's it's very interesting because this is all scientific since I'm also I, I consider you I guess like a very intellectual person so um, mm-hmm. I myself studied neurobiology when I was in college so I know that a lot of these things are true even from standing from a neurobiological perspective with your neurons and the way that our just the, the way that our brain is wired and just chemically just chemically speaking, this all makes sense to me. But for someone that isn't, I guess, well aware of like the of physics of maybe human anatomy and things like that, it might be a little bit like juju and they might be like, oh, this is this is demonic or something. But it's like, no, this is actually <laughs> scientific. Like practice it. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Science and spirituality go hand in hand. And that's what I've I've realized over the years. It's it's not about disproving spirituality and it's not about disproving science. It's about bringing them together. And that like like the Joe Dispenza books that I was reading and about the quantum field and like all of that, it, it is so, so powerful just how much physics and manifestation and the law of attraction and all those things are, they're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And I think part of like what I'm doing is I'm trying to bring that wisdom out into the world in like a tangible way that makes sense mm-hmm. to people because sometimes you read those big books like Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Spencer, and you read it and you're like, whoa whoa like it's just like so much information so many words and it's a lot to process mentally too because a lot of those like self-help books that we're reading they ask you to deeply step out of a state of victimhood Mm -hmm. and it's challenging and I find that when I read those big books a lot of triggers come up in my personal life as I'm reading them like hand Mm -hmm. in hand and it's because you're like it's like those books make you up level in your mindset mm-hmm. and your thinking and all those senses and so you really start to see things kind of shift in your life and you start to really see how like they kind of catalyze a certain inner work that you got to do for yourself <laughs> yeah no no I completely agree I, I think I think we heal in similar ways because I heal through reading as well it's weird unless you practice it, but I know exactly what you mean. And it's a beautiful thing. Like I catch myself crying when I'm like reading very thoughtful books because it's like, whoa, it's just so much, so much it carries and holds in like these pages. So I completely understand where you're coming from. And that leads me, I guess, to my next question. I know that you have inner peace. Like you just, how people were saying you have like this angel energy effect, but also you radiate peace as well. So what inner work did you have to do to get to this point in, in your life? Has it been from all this reading, obviously practicing meditation, but um, can you tell us a little bit more about your inner peace, maybe how, how you got there? I know you also do yoga and um, do other things. So I just, I want to hear you. Yes, for sure. I think inner peace is all about practicing acceptance And I want to preface this because I just want to say that social media is a highlight reel. So yes, I definitely think that I have attained a deep sense of peace with myself and like how much I love myself and my life. But I'm human and I definitely have moments where I get angry or triggered um, Mm -hmm. and I get frustrated and I, I don't act from like the highest place because that's part of the learning experience. So I just want to say it's so important to like see people that you follow online and not put them on like this pedestal, pedestal. like oh, they're yep. better than me. Like they've attained, you know, gurus and things like that. Super important to just realize that we're all human. Um, but I definitely think that for me, for many years in my life, I was living in a fight or flight state, like on autopilot. And for me, it was all about tapping back into my nervous system and like adding practices into my life that know that make me feel good. And I think that's where inner peace stems from is putting yourself first and deciding that feeling good is your priority. However, Mm -hmm. that looks like for you. So if that looks like waking up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym and meditating and drinking a healthy smoothie and whatever, 
that's your inner peace. If it means sleeping in till 930 and going to the beach and running in the water, that's inner peace. So for me, what helped me in the beginning when I was like in a very fight or flight state and I was constantly anxious was I made a list of all the people that made me feel good that when I was around them, I felt empowered with. And I made a list of all the people that I didn't feel like that. And then I made another list of all the like habits and things that make me feel good and the things that don't. Mm -hmm. And so you wouldn't like, I look back in my life and there were so many things that I was doing and people that I was spending time with that subconsciously, I didn't realize that they were negatively affecting me and impacting me. But after you make that list and you become conscious about it, you understand, okay, these are the things that make me feel good. These are the people that make me feel good. So I'm going to start investing my energy into those places. And over time, I don't know if you can relate to this, but you start to realize that you have to have boundaries. I think peace is all about boundaries and knowing who you are as a person and knowing that access to you is a privilege. And it's not from like this egotistical self-absorbed sense. It's like, Mm -hmm. I deeply love and respect myself and so should you. And so the things that I do and the people that I invest my time in need to, there needs to be an equal exchange of energy. And I, and I should be feeling good. And so once I started, this is like something that I've been implementing into my life the past couple of months is feeling good is priority. And if I start feeling not good, doing something consistently, or being around a certain person, I'm going to look back and reassess the situation and ask myself, is it worth it? Because if it's costing you your inner peace, like a person or something in your life, it's too fucking expensive. Like Mm -hmm. life is short. Life is so short. And once you realize that you came onto earth not to be miserable, not to suffer, you came here to create a beautiful life for yourself and to experience and to learn and to fall in love and to create, then you start to realize, I'm not going to put up with the BS and the things that don't empower me. I'm going to focus my energy on the things that do. And Mm -hmm. so that's how you attain inner peace is you realize you can't control all your circumstances but you can control how you respond to the situations and the people in your life. I completely agree. I completely (laughs) agree. Yeah. That was very inspiring. Um, We're going to need to make this into like a saying, a phrase of like how to get your peace by Kim Peretz. Like that that was, that was really nice. No, no. And it's true. Like uh, you hit very important topics of like, okay, it's not going to look, peace is not going to look the same for everybody because it's just not one Two, you need to establish boundaries, but also three, understand your worth. You can't really do any of the top two that we mentioned if you don't understand your worth and you don't understand your purpose in life, because then you're just going to let everybody walk all over you and you're just not going to, how do I say this? Um, Just not find it because you yourself internally don't even find the benefit of having this inner peace. So I completely agree with you. And I also noticed that you practice um, manifestation. What are, what, I guess, like, what was the first time you saw that manifestation actually works? I know that a lot of people have so many questions about manifestation, how to attain it, what does it mean? Can you educate us, please? Educate me and our listeners (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, that are, that are listening now. Um, What is manifestation? How does, how does it work? And when did you start practicing it? So I have some crazy stories about manifestations when it first came into my life. Um, I started practicing it, I want to say, when I was 15 years old. Um, It was introduced to me from my mom. My mom is very spiritual. She has a big background in neuroscience and NLP therapy and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in a very spiritual household where mindset was prioritized and all of that. So I was always like around that. It was something that was always a part of me, but I I wasn't connected to it for a very long time, especially as a teenager, like when I was 13, 14, 15, like I just was not like about it. My mom would always tell me like, Kim, your words have power, da da da. And I was just flicking her off. I was like, no, they don't. Because <laughs> I was in a very victim mentality in that time in my life. But I do have a crazy story when I was, I want to say 16, I started getting into the universe 
and kind of reading books. Like I think I read The Secret. That was one of the first spiritual books I read and The Four Agreements. And I kind of got into journaling and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was in my kitchen, my parents' house, when I was 16 with my high school boyfriend, my first love. And, <laughs> and we were in the kitchen. And I was telling him, like, you know, like, I, I'm starting to get into manifestation. But, like, I don't know if I believe in it. So, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I need to, like, have some sort of proof from the universe because that was when I was in a very, like, analytical, like, I need everything to yeah. be proven to me. Yeah. And now I'm, like, the most woo-woo, like, person, like, does yoga <laughs> in Costa Rica. Like, <laughs> you know, like, we've flipped the page. But at the time, I wasn't. And I remember my ex-boyfriend was, like, just ask for a sign. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I was sitting in my kitchen and I, like, put out my hands And I looked up at like the ceiling and I was like, universe, if I'm on the right track, show me a menorah. And if you don't know what a menorah is, I think this was like, my parents are Jewish. Like I grew up in a Jewish household Mm -hmm. and a menorah is like what the light thing for Hanukkah. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like what you use to light candles. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like the, Mm -hmm. okay. So I wanted to ask for something random because I was like, okay, I'm not going to ask for a sign of like a bird or a tree because I'm going to see that anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember I was like, if I'm on the right path, show me a menorah. And I think this was like around Hanukkah time, um, maybe. <laughs> this was a long time ago. But I remember after that, I was like, okay, I'm letting it go. I'm going to live my life, whatever. My ex-boyfriend and I were driving. We, I think we went to get like ice cream or something. We're driving. We get to a stop sign. We stop in the intersection. And right in front of us drives a car with a huge menorah on its roof. Like a humongous menorah. And I remember I looked at my ex and I was like, no way. And we were both just like so shook oh. in the car. Because we were like, how? Like how? It wasn't like a pet. We weren't like, this is a text, like, of a menorah. Like, I didn't see a menorah emoji or something. It was, like, right in my fucking face, just like a huge <laughs> menorah, right out when I'm in an intersection. And after that, I was, like, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I started believing in the universe. That was, like, the little, like, moment that I remember. Mm-hmm. And after that, like, that kind of, like, triggered a big spiritual journey and a self-love journey and a healing journey and just so much because the more you know the less you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but that definitely like I look back and I love those little moments and I to this day like I will ask the universe for signs about things in my life I'm like if I if this is right for me show me I don't know yeah no, no, frog no. or something it makes and I love it frog. did you say a frog yeah <laughs> that's so funny no but yeah I I completely agree I mean for me I um I that's so funny so your mom did study neuroscience she studied neurobiology neuroscience um so that's kind of like where the route that I took as well that's why all of these things don't surprise me because she knows like that little the little song by J. Cole she knows she She knows knows. yeah that's your mom that's your mom (laughs) like she knows that's so interesting (laughs) and so I'm assuming that whenever you started practicing in this and went into the spiritual realm, it didn't surprise or shock your parents. I, right. I'm assuming. Yeah. My mom was always like that. And I think like something to mention about manifestation is you realize manifestation is this source that you realize how powerful you are. So it's not like, Oh, I'm writing down on a piece of paper. I want to have a blue, Volkswagen or like I want to have a new house da 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 and that suddenly comes into fruition like mm-hmm. manifestation is all about doing the inner work and aligning with the vibe right with the vibration of your mm-hmm. desires and so I realized that over time because I think like manifestation on TikTok at least like a couple years ago was very diluted it was like the three six nine method and da 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 and like I think those are great methods I think journaling and scripting is awesome but People get so annoyed when they write, you know, Mm -hmm. I want a boyfriend 200 times on a piece of paper every night, every full Mm -hmm. moon, and -hmm. they still haven't attracted that boyfriend. And it's because they're not doing the inner work. And once you change something within yourself, you start 
seeing shifts in your actual external reality. Mm-hmm. I, co- I completely agree. And it's like, again, quoting this book, you attract not what you want, but who you are or what yeah. you are. So, and it goes hand in hand with what we're saying. It's like, okay, well, you want something specific, then you have to become what you want in order for you to attract it and attain it. So I, co- I completely agree with you. And, you know, you also mentioned like EFT tapping. What is that? I've heard of it before. Um, I think we, uh, there's some holistic methods as well that you can use it and that people use it at like um, as a form of treatment. But can you talk about that a little bit more? Yes, of course. EFT is one of the most amazing tools that I've ever discovered in life. I actually discovered it a couple years ago from a mentor and that led me to get my own certification in EFT. And EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And it's basically all about combining acupressure through tapping your body's energetic meridian points. And then you're pairing it with affirmations. And that creates Mm -hmm. a subconscious breakthrough in your brain, like new neural pathways. And it is a very, very powerful tool. It's used for basically anything. It's used for anxiety, um, for past traumas, or for like, other things like manifestations, like money blocks, relationships, basically anything down the line you can use for EFT. And I've used EFT for so much things in my life, like limiting beliefs for a very long time. I had a fear Mm -hmm. of being seen. And so I refused to post content and that that was always something that I wanted to do. And so I started doing EFT tapping on it on like releasing that fear of being seen and, you know, being able to be you know, in the spotlight and not be afraid of that. And that EFT is like the reason that I was able to create an audience and a community that is so amazing. Like now that I look at it today, Mm -hmm. but I have a lot of EFT videos on my TikTok. I like to do EFT quickies, which are basically like really short EFT tappings, because I think for EFT, like you need to do it longer than a minute. You need to really go down to the root cause. Like you usually start tapping with the karate chop point, which is the point like on the like side of your hand, Mm. kind of near your pinky. Mm -hmm. And so you start tapping and you'll usually assess yourself. How do you feel on a scale of one to 10? And you'll start tapping by bringing awareness to that thing that you're trying to release. So let's say that you have anxiety and you're trying to release the anxiety. So you start tapping and you say, I have anxiety right now, but I deeply love and accept myself anyways. And you start going through the points, you start bringing awareness to what you're experiencing, and then you're creating a new neural pathway by adding a positive new affirmation. Like, it is safe for me to release this anxiety. It is safe for me to feel calm. I choose to feel relaxed, da-da-da. And so you're creating new neural pathways in your brain that eventually works on your subconscious mind and creates a breakthrough. And I, it's changed my life. That's like the easy way to put it. But I love to do like EFT for basically anything. Like I'll put on my TikTok EFT for like feminine energy or for before going out or if you're feeling, I don't know, rejected or anything like that. I have a lot of EFT videos. And usually like if I do, I like to host full moon circles Mm -hmm. or like master classes for certain people in my community. So we'll usually do a lot of EFT. I just hosted a full moon circle in like literally a couple days ago, I think. (laughs) When was the full moon? I think it was April 6th. So six days ago Mm because today's April 12th. And we did a lot of EFT for self-love and this fear of not being chosen as women and it's very, very powerful. I think that you would like it. I think it really connects to your work too, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So I'm, I'm going to do more research on it on my own and see um, what it is. I think that that'd be great. I'm definitely going to upload some of the, obviously, with your permission, I'm probably going to upload of these some of your videos like on my Instagram story um, in regards to that, just because there's so many different ways of healing and kind of working with your trauma and working with your past that people don't really know about. So this is a great technique and a great tool that I've seen it a lot, you know, now on my Instagram feed and stuff that I've seen that it works. And I've heard of it, like I said before, um, just because since I did study neurobiology, a lot of 
these phrases were kind of coming up and different practices were coming up. And um, I don't know if you know this, but I also did, I guess, uh, not I guess, but I, I was a part of a paid internship where I was basically um, a holistic therapist. I forgot the title that it was because it was such a long time ago. Uh, but <laughs> I would go into people's homes and I would work with kids. So it was mainly analyzing um children to diagnose them with autism if they had autism or not but we would do it in a holistic way so we would have this exam that we would have to give them and we would go to therapy with them uh, once or twice a week depending on their severity and we would see where they would where they would lie on across the board of autism but um, a lot of the other therapists because there was obviously like motor skill therapists there was like speech therapists there was a lot of different uh therapists there that would help these children that needed it to see if they qualified or uh, not qualified but were in the spectrum and it was really interesting to see all of these different tools being utilized but one of them was definitely EFT and I remember that's why I ask ask you now because I'm like okay I remember using some of these techniques and some of these tools because they do practice it and it does work it does work definitely does work yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Very, very interesting. And also, just transitioning the conversation into um, the book that I was mentioning to you about, I saw that in one of your ep- episodes, what do I want to say episodes? In one of your videos, you talk about the um, break the habit of being yourself. And you, you go in depth about the quantum realm. Do you mind sharing a little bit more of the concepts of that book with us? Yes, I do want to say that I, I'm not the expert in this, but I, I think it's something that I'm still learning. So I will share like what I know so far. Um, for me, I've yeah, done just a lot like of- three, like just like briefly, if people want okay. to read, they can, but I'm super interested on what you learned from that book. Yeah. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is basically a book all about reprogramming your subconscious mind towards mm-hmm. creating the reality of your dreams. And the author goes to talk about basically like the quantum field and how there are endless possibilities in the world, in the quantum field. And through your thoughts and actions, you decide the possibility and the reality that you live. And so if you're constantly thinking negative thoughts that confirm the reality that you are living in, you're going to attract that same possibilities, those same experiences. It's the same thing in psychology known as like the confirmation bias. If you believe something, you're going to look for external validation in your reality that confirms that belief system. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So he was talking about how in the quantum field, there are endless possibilities. Like in the quantum field, there is that highest version of you that is like making the most money, that is the most beautiful, that is the happiest, most successful, da, da, da. That version of you exists. And by aligning your thoughts and your actions and your frequency with that version of you, the universe in life has no other choice but for you to live that reality because Mm -hmm. you become that person. And that's what I was kind of mentioning. Like it doesn't help you to like write down, I am successful. I'm doing this, da, 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 all these affirmations on a piece of paper if you don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you start, it's all about manifestation. Truly it's all about acting and believing and feeling as if you already have that thing that you really, really want. And then you're kind of relinquishing control. So a good example for this is let's say you want to be in a relationship really badly. You really want a boyfriend or girlfriend. If you're constantly thinking, I don't have a boyfriend and I don't have a girlfriend and you're constantly focusing on the lack of what you want, you're just going to be creating that same reality where what you want doesn't exist because all of your thoughts and all of your energy goes into that place. And this is what I believe, like, you got to be in your Delulu era a little Mm -hmm. and just, like, tell yourself, if you want to be in a relationship, do the healing work, love yourself, understand your self-worth. And when you're ready to call that partner in, you have to start acting and feeling as if you're already in love. Mm -hmm. What would somebody, what would you in love act like? Mm -hmm. She would be happy. She would be excited. She would be smiling, listening to positive music, dressing a certain way, whatever it is. And start acting like that version of yourself. Because when you act like the version of yourself that already has the thing that you want, there's no other choice but for life to align you with that quantum reality. That's why I think like quantum leaps, for instance, meditations are really, really powerful. I like to do them on YouTube. There's like 
usually ones that are like 15 minutes long and they're amazing. You're basically visualizing yourself, what it would feel like, the thoughts you would have, the emotions of what it would be like to live your dream life. And I, for instance, like don't do quantum leap meditations every day because they're so fucking powerful. Sometimes (laughs) I get overwhelmed. Like you don't understand. One, One month I did quantum leaps every day and it turned my entire life upside down. And like one thing to note is the universe will always give you what the highest version of you wants. And sometimes when you want to level up in your life, you have to be willing to outgrow certain people or habits or things that no longer serve you. Mm -hmm. And so when I was doing quantum leap meditations, it was like crazy changes. Like in a month, things were shifting like crazy. I was losing friends. I was getting friends. I was losing this opportunity, but I was getting this opportunity. And it's like crazy. So for me, I do like quantum leap once a week because <laughs> otherwise I honestly it's it's very powerful like that's the so, best way to say it it's just yeah. it's gonna shift your life fast yeah no no I completely agree this is this is why I'm like we need to get her on here she needs to tell us what she's doing because not just that but they were also like physical changes within you as well and you talk about your story because they're literally physical yeah. that you saw wow how powerful I mean just like to give a good example, and I'm sure that you can attest to this too because you have a crazy following on TikTok, but I did quantum leaps meditation for three days. I went to Sayuli to Mexico. I had that video of the angel energy went viral, went up 30,000 followers in a day and a half, just got back to my house went up another 35,000 followers. And this has all happened between like a span of three weeks. Like I gained 60,000 followers so, so fast. And that was something that like the first six months of me doing TikTok, I would have dreamed of. And Mm -hmm. through like EFT and like releasing my limiting beliefs and honing down on my purpose as a creator. And every single time that I create a video, for instance, this is like a little like thing that I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if this is like woo-woo. But like before I sent like a post a video, I'm like, good energy. This video is going to reach all the people that need to see it. Like good energy for this video. May every single person around the world that needs to hear this message, may this reach them. And I just set that intention. Mm -hmm. So when that video goes out there, I genuinely believe that the people that need to see it, see it. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone listening, don't sleep on quantum leap meditations. (laughs) Your life will change. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I completely agree with you. So similar, I guess, to me, uh, you know, we grew up seeing all of these famous, well, I don't want to say famous, but all of these creators. um, And I remember telling myself, like, I belong there. I belong sharing a message. I just didn't know what it was. And everybody would tell me and it was so frustrating. Because um, just just like you, I also have, you know, my own story. But within that, there was a lot of people just consistently telling me it's because you were meant to do good things and big things. Just watch. And it, I got so frustrated because during that time, I was like, I'm not seeing it. And then the pandemic happened and it was like, ah, I'm going to school. And like, I just started what this is supposed to be like my life and just starting because for a lot of us it was like getting out of high school and a year a year in to starting a career and that really changed everything for me but I'm so grateful looking at it now that you know things happen for a reason obviously I'm not saying like that whole situation was a blessing because that was a shock to a lot of people but a lot of people woke up and it inspired me to do what I love and to follow my dreams and go out there it taught me that I do have callus and that I do like have thick skin and that you have to to survive you just have to and a lot of people I think forget that we this is a world that um you know serves us as well but at the same time there's other forces that we don't have control over but we should take control of the things that we do have control over I don't know if that makes any sense but um with that I learned how to start up my own business like during that time I became a math tutor I was like okay well I'm doing neurobiology I'm taking all these physics chemistry math courses might as well just become a tutor and I started becoming a tutor and that ended up giving me that income that I needed to survive during that time and I also learned and built uh built rapport with other families um and I, and I learned how to start my own business online and it was, it was small, but 
I was able to benefit from it greatly uh, because I learned that I am an educator. I love teaching. I'm I love to just be in a group with people. And I think that that really set me up to my success now being um, a content creator. And it's, it's like, okay, well now it's, it's not new. I know what I'm doing. I know how to speak to people. I know how to talk to people. I know, I guess just like growing, but it took a lot of inner work to get there so the same thing that happened to you happened to me I released and I posted a video about how I because I thought everybody knew right I thought I was like getting the man that you want is easy like easy peasy everybody knows this video is not gonna go viral whatever I was not going in with this mindset I was like whatever I'm just gonna you know share it out and once I did I was like oh my gosh okay so people need help with finding the man that they want what yeah what so then I was like okay well, first of all, let me show you my secret of my list of threes. And it goes in with like hand in hand with manifestation and working on yourself. But I was like, well, first of all, a lot of people are going into the dating scene without even knowing what the heck they're looking for, without knowing what they want out of a relationship. So it's like, okay, well, we tackle that problem first, but let me tell you what I did. And I attracted the man that I wanted within like three months. And a lot of people are like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, well, I was looking for all these traits and he has all those traits and like it ended up working out. And not just that, but he wasn't like my only option. I had multiple options to choose from and I just ended up choosing the one that I liked. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a feminine energy queen. Your, your videos, I'm telling you they're you would be so surprised how many women need to hear what you're saying. Like a crazy amount of women because this is not – everything that you talk about is not things that we're educated on. It's frankly the opposite. Like we're taught in school that we have to, you know, dim ourselves down and chase and force and da-da-da. And you're all about empowering women to do the opposite. Girl, we have something that men don't have. We have the blank. You know what I mean? We have that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's time. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> We're a woman. <laughs> we are women. Like, oh, my gosh. No. And so when I realized that there was a need of that, I was like, oh, let me put you let me put you on the Carla pill. Because the thing is, my family's all like this, though. That's why it was like, oh, well, it's no surprise that everybody probably knows this. Because I attained this mindset from my mom. And my mom attained this mindset from her mom, from my grandma. And they lived it differently because my my family does suffer from choosing wrong men and, like, abusive men. And it broke – that chain kind of broke with my mom once she kind of, like – she literally ran for her life and came to the States. And here I am. I'm born. I'm here. <laughs> Wait, wow. But it came from it came from that. So I think from there on out, I was like, okay. And same story as you. Like I was gaining, I think, uh, a lot of just followers, a lot of within like weeks. And I remember that a lot of uh, I guess like a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot of people doubted me, but my husband was just there through with with me through this journey of content creation. And I told them uh, I told him, I'll never forget this. This is like one of the, I'm going to be open with you guys here with the audience for the first time ever. But I remember we were arguing about like, not arguing, because we were talking, having very strong conversations on the things that I wanted to do. This is when I presented the idea to my husband of like, I need to get on this ASAP because people need me. And he was like, okay, tell me why. And I was like, well, because I gave my reasons. And he's like, well, I have to ask you like, are you even getting paid? Like you need to be for real. We need, you know, apart from what you want to do, how are you going to monetize or how are you going to make money off of this? Because like it or not, we need that to survive. And I was like, you're right. And at this point, the only reason why I bring this up is because my husband was also going through a lot of changes, like career wise as well. Now we're in such a, you know, we're so blessed that we're both not really working right now because we don't have to, (laughs) we really don't have to. And it's because of this mindset of like, um, of attaining and really manifesting what, you know, your, your dream life. And I was like, no, I'm not, but I will. And he's like, okay, I trust you. I believe you. And I believe in what you're saying within that same week. I kid you not. I was at 30. I think I was like at 30 K within that. And I was like, I have to find a way to like monetize blah, blah, blah. And that same week we hit, like, I say we, because me and my, me and my husband are one, but um, 
we hit like 120k that week and I was just like oh my gosh me and my husband like kind of looked at each other and he's like you know what I'm not even gonna doubt you I'm not gonna question anything you do from here on out because like I know that you that you got this and from there like I just started growing my my um the blessed I would have never thought that I would be here today whole point yeah. that being said but to close this episode because I respect your time and I value you've been talking <laughs> chatting for like over an hour um but let's talk about romantic relationships just because that's my niche I guess quote-unquote niche uh you mentioned that at the moment you're completely okay with not looking for a partner not being in a relationship and how did you get to that point? Because a lot of the my ladies struggle on getting there of like being happy, being single. How did you get to that point? I think for me, it's been like a trial and error journey. And I think I have to say that the best way to get into this mindset and mentality is just having trust. I trust the universe and life so, so much that I know that the right person, the right man will walk into my life at the right time. Mm-hmm. And the more that you start to value yourself and your self-worth, you start to realize that it is so useless to spend your time settling or entertaining something that you know is not what you want. And so I have like a very clear vision. Right now I'm single. I have a very clear vision of like the type of man that I want and mm-hmm. would want to be with. Mm-hmm. And it takes a very special person because mm-hmm. I value myself. And I think every woman should look at herself that way. It's like, you're a special person. You offer so much. And you need to be so rooted and centered in who you are in your life that you are just madly in love with yourself. And your partner is not going to come in and make you love. It's like the point is not to make you happy. The point mm-hmm. of your partner is to make yourself fall in love with yourself more. Mm-hmm. that's what I think defines a healthy good true relationship is like mm-hmm. is your partner making you fall in love with yourself more and are you doing the same to them mm-hmm. and so that's something that's been like my mentality is I trust the universe and I trust in divine timing I trust that things come in and out of my life in the most perfect time and I practice the law of detachment as much as I can like people walk in and out of my life they serve their purpose and as long as I love myself and I'm rooted in myself that's something that nobody else can take away from me mm-hmm. yeah. and I also think it's good to be single like I think oh. it's such a valuable time because once you find that person and you you meet that like soulmate or whatever it's like you're not going to have that experience anymore so I think it's so good to like be single and work on yourself and, you know, realize what are your goals and your dreams and what you want. Like, you're not going to know what you want when you're in a relationship. But when you're single, when you have all this time to invest energy into you, you realize what you want. And then Mm -hmm. like what you said, you get clear about what you want. And so you can attract it with more ease. And I think to be honest, like I, for the past year have been single and like the first seven, eight months that I've been single, like, I didn't even know what I want. Like I was healing. Mm -hmm. And so I was going down this like very deep healing self-love journey. And now I have to say, like, I've kind of been the last few weeks, I've been feeling like I kind of am more, I don't know. I've been feeling open, Carla. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. And that's the point. That's the thing. So (laughs) that's what I tell people. Because for me, I, I, that that was me. Like it took me nine a year, nine to a year um, after like a very awful breakup. But it's like we have to in a way, at least for the things that I wanted. I was like, I know that I want to have children. Like, I know that I want to build a family. I know what age. Like, I'm very structural in that sense because I'm just so intentional. A lot of people might not like that idea. But for me, that's the way that it works for me. I'm just intentional in general. But yeah, it's it looks different for everybody. And you just have to go through it. Heal. Know that you can establish things on your own. Because whenever my husband met me or whenever we started, like, dating, I had just got my car. I had just, like, I had just finished accomplishing things by myself. And he was just, like, an added person of like an added value and I completely agree so it it comes like literally love comes in all shapes and sizes but once you're like open that's when it gets scary that's when you get to see like how well I guess you healed and how well you worked on yourself because Mm -hmm. now your boundaries are going to be put to the test because man oh man 
man oh man does it get fun after like when you start dating and stuff it's 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 such a it's it's a journey but I I agree it's good being single and I think that once you live live your season of singleness and you're ready to be intentional again then that's when the fun begins and you start to see the different types of partners or like people you start attracting and it's so like satisfying because you even see like the leveled up in guys that you start to attract because yourself are leveled up so it's like it's really nice so excited no (laughs) I agree I think what you said like good things are worth the wait Mm -hmm. and I think once you start being open again and you have done this whole healing journey you get tested and I'm not saying like tested I, I don't believe the universe tests you but let's say you're putting out this intention of like I'm ready to be with like a masculine mm-hmm. provider mm-hmm. who's this A, B, and C, and I'm ready to be in my feminine, da, da, da. But in like your past relationships, you were inconsistent, you weren't mature, da, da, da. And you did all the healing work. And now this is your intention. Before you can receive that thing, I think at least for me in my past, like you would get, you would meet someone who's similar to what you want, but not exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. or someone who would be an opportunity for growth and like would test you like you said would mm-hmm. test that boundary would test did you learn did you grow mm-hmm. and once you're able to like see the situation that is like a pattern of yours but respond to it differently that is when you become so powerful mm-hmm. is being able to see the same pattern that you've had all these years or all this time but choosing a different higher way to respond and then once you do that just life Life rewards you. I believe that if somebody who does the inner work and, you know, works on themselves, their life rewards you for that. Absolutely. And, and I agree. And it builds kind of credibility within yourself as well. And you feel more confident because you said you were going to do one thing and you did it. And that in itself is very powerful. So I completely agree with you. Completely yes. agree with you. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was going to be the last question that I asked you again, thank you so much, Kim, for being a part of the Becoming Her podcast. I really appreciate it. And I know that our listeners are going to appreciate it as well. And I'm excited just to see you grow in general. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Carla. I honestly, very deep from my heart, had such a wonderful conversation with you. You are so awesome. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> thank you, Kim. And to the rest of you guys, I will be seeing you soon. Expect more amazing guests just like him coming up soon in this year. And just thank you again for listening and staying tuned to the Becoming Her podcast. We'll see you next week.